0: The subject of the evening talk is Dharma and Creative Expression. Dharma is the expression of a way of life, is a teaching in fact of a way of life which emphasizes both wisdom and compassion. Clarity and love. I can recall when I was uh, at school, quite some uh, years ago. There would be in the school, as is fairly common, a number of different classes, and one of those classes would be the the art class, and another class would be would be English. At that time, that would mean English poetry, and one would be subjected under the, the system of education in the class of poetry to remember the poems of people like uh, William Blake, who is, at the present time, I'm, um, how to say, experiencing something of a renaissance in the, the peace movement. Um, people like uh, Shelley and, uh, and Keats and Wordsworth. And these names were, within the school system, were rather hammered, hammered home to one morning, day and night, and to the point that one wished one never, never heard of them. <laughs> and so they developed, because of the school, a resentment to poetry and therefore to poets. And quite regularly, we'd be told to go home at night and to remember some poems, say, from Blake, Songs of Innocence and Experience. And then we would have to come back into the classroom the following day, have the book closed, and then recite this (laughs) dreadful poem. (laughs) And that was our relationship to poetry. And I I can still remember at those times, thinking, how is it possible for anybody to enjoy this, to actually enjoy poetry. Yeah. And what, what sort of people would think to write poetry <laughs> knowing full well that it's going to be used as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and it was rather the same in the, in the art class. We would be given things to draw and then, come the end of the term, there would be an examination in drawing. And there always had to be the, this, the artistic kid in the class. <laughs> and so, every time one looked at one's own pathetic efforts, <laughs> and, then, and looked at this kid's, one developed out of that a real aversion to art, to that kid <laughs> and to all those things which one was supposed to remember about, about art in the examinations and as a result the creative expression inside of oneself and for some of us for years got stifled by that kind of relationship to the, the field of creative and artistic expression. One also sees something else also Occurring is that very easily, a number of points here, that very, very easily that in the field of creative expression and the, the multiple number of ways that that can be expressed, there, is, there still tends to be insufficient appreciation of it for and unto itself. And it's one of those things which tend, I feel, to to get somewhat to be such a situation that one gets so goal-orientated, like I was speaking the other night, where the result of the creative expression becomes such that it becomes of extraordinary importance. And that the person, the individual, compares himself herself, and the whole sense of self-worth to what the result is of that area of creative expression. And forgetting and ignoring the tremendous value, the psychological, spiritual value of the actual action unto itself, the actual bringing out of oneself this creative factor and extending it in some way into this world that we live in. And very, very easily, we, we lose touch with this, and the emphasis then goes on the result rather than the expression itself. And of course, with the emphasis on, on result, we start comparing, 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 comparing. And it's a bizarre and, and, real, and the most unsatisfactory phenomena in our life that creative expression has got such a material value on it, that people pay a fortune for these particular objects, expressions of, um, of, the, cre- of the creative move- movement. And a classic um, example of this within um, is a friend of ours, actually living, uh, comes to the centre here, doesn't live so far away, who... Work in this case his his paintings, have gained uh, wide attention and respect. And he's in the rather unusual position, and what they used to say was unusual position, of gaining quite some recognition within his own lifetime. And he he was telling me one day that he found out that people were buying his paintings not displaying them in any way, paying thousands of tens of thousands of dollars for his work and then putting them into the vaults of banks, storing them away. And he found out that a primary motive of it was that they were waiting for him to die so that (laughs) the value of his paintings would shoot up because then there would be a limited number. Isn't it? What a... And then he would be writing, he said he would write letters, and on the letters he would do drawings. And he kept on wondering why he was getting so much correspondence. <laughs> and he found that people were keeping his letters because they would, he would do some, express something creative through some, some drawing. And, and, and the feeling of that people weren't appreciating his work for what it is, but rather for what the value of it was, or the value imposed by the society. And that somehow, that is creative expression that's gone the wrong route. Since that time, he says that he now only allows his paintings to be purchased, providing that they, w- that they will be displayed publicly. He's made that a uh, limitation. There's another area too for co-questioning in the area of creative ex- expression. And this is the one, that one of the things which occurs where one can look at this world that we, you and I are, are living in and we can see some of the major issues of this world which keep on uh, um, manifesting all too frequently and very easily creative expression and all the forms that it can uh, take can tend to be neglected. That somehow or other people who are involved in that kind of activity, activity, whether personally or or socially, that that kind of work doesn't have as much value as somebody who's a member of some peace organisation or or whatever, whatever it might be or in one of the helping professions in a very obvious way. And it's it's rather an unfortunate situation, I feel, whereby in the field of art and, and creativity, that sometimes it tends to take a second place, or tends to be ignored in its relationship to other areas of life. And what we do, we create a kind of, very easily, a hierarchy of values. And so some areas of life tend to become, tend to take us have a secondary consideration. And one of them certainly is, is, can easily happen is in the field of art, even to the point that I've heard from time to time that someone involved in some creative art form can even get the idea inside himself or herself to be doing that, to be whatever the field of the expression may be, is somehow rather selfish. And, and perhaps our whole relationship to the expression of art and the expression of creativity has to be looked at. And one of the questions which accompanies <coughs> that is, how creative am, am I in my life, in my daily life? What ways and means do I personally find to express some form of creativity and to bring that into this world? Now, when one speaks of Dharma and creativity, then one is speaking of some kind of spiritual awareness or foundation within that the scope of the creative idea and and its manifestation one may say for example and as it is that many people who are very creative these days may get channeled into the field of advertising into the field of the presentation of the image which will touch people in a, in a particular kind of way to make that person feel attracted to that image. It may be the poster on the wall, the ad in the newspaper, the message out on the radio or the TV. And there's definitely creativity within that expression. And, a, I mean, a, a, a simple example of, of that is that these, these um, um, uh, tobacco barons, they through the, um, one of the major advertising agencies and through a great deal of psychological uh, r- uh, research and so, so forth, f- apparently fat discovered that a person looks at an, a full-page advertisement, looks at an advertisement for approximately one and a half seconds. That's the amount of time of the viewing of an ad within a newspaper or magazine. And so there was exploration was made through artists to increase that amount of time of looking at that ad. And so one of the major companies, uh, Benton and Hedges, came up with some artistic forms of expression. And they found, through, as it were, hid, hiding the, the box within the picture, and they found that the person looked on average twice as long as that ad at that ad than before and the sales increase went up dramatically that's creative expression but look at the motive And there's no industry probably on this earth which is so successful at killing off his clientele (laughs) as the tobacco industry. (laughs) So bringing the, the, the spiritual factor, bringing the Dharma emphasis within the field of creativity is one which gives consideration to what is being expressed what the motive is in the mind towards that expression, and what, through that expression, to other human beings, one is endeavouring to communicate. When that actual consideration is there, and the ethical factors, the spiritual factors which are there, when that is there, then one may say, Dharma and creative expression find their alignment. There's also another area of creative expression, and this I would give, would speak of with regard to the West and the East. And my obs- I might be wrong here, but in my um, observation, within the Eastern traditions, one may say. The tremendous outpouring of religious art, as with our Western tradition, a Judaistic uh, Christian religion that over the centuries in, in the East, this outpour, outpouring has taken particular form and has become very familiar to us within our p- particular countries, that, those particular countries. And it's very easy, if one takes the Buddhist tradition as an example, to recognise immediately where the art comes from, whether it's Japanese, whether it's Korean, whether it's Thai or Burmese or Sri Lanka or India. One sees the art form and just through familiarity, through spending periods of time, one sees, here is the art form, the religious expression, this is the country and the culture that it's associated with and it tends to be very distinctive. Now, I remember years ago, some 10 or 12 years ago, I had been um, living in um, on Island, a small uh, island um, off the uh, east coast of um, Thailand. I was, had spent a period of time in, uh, in solitude there, and I went to from the island to the mainland. And I was... Standing on this small uh, railway station in Surat Thani, uh, and, and on this railway station, there was um, a couple and their young daughter, 10 or 12 years old. This is now 10, 12 years ago. And they had about eight suitcases with them. I thought, God, they got to be English, and they were. <laughs> and, uh, and so... <laughs> I was as surprised to see them as they were surprised to, to, to see this uh, skinny, shaven-headed Englishman there. And I asked him what he did, and he told me that he was uh, an, an art historian. And um, he said to me that he travelled all, all over the world looking at art. He was particularly um, immersed in Asian uh, art. And he... And, he said to me that he'd been to, um, uh, to uh, what was then called um, Cambodia, Kampuchea. And he said to me, he said, I've been all over the w- world looking at art. And he said, there is no place on this earth where the art compares with Angkor Wat. He said, there is the f- culmination of creative art. He said, he said, he said, it is, um, um, he said it's a, just an extraordinary experience to visit Angkor Wat, and what came out of that culture and society—such beauty, much of it very, very sadly dis- dis- destroyed, as we know. And I said to him, having just come out of um, um, quite a few months of uh, solitude, there is something more creative and extraordinary than anchor Wat, And at that point, I remember, the train pulled into the railway station, <laughs> and he went to the first class, I went to the third class, and I was sitting on the, on the uh, train, and as we were travelling up to... Um, travelling um, um, northwards, after 10 or 15 minutes, he said, I can't sit up in that first class. He said, I've... Um, He said, I've got to know. He said, how can anywhere be more um, um, significant creatively than uh, Angkor Wat? And uh, I said, well, I said to him, well, there is one thing which stands out for me. And he said, well, tell me, tell me. (laughs) And I said... Just look at the present moment. Look at the creative expression in the present moment. And we were traveling up there and you could see the hills of Burma and the, and the rice paddies and, and, the, and the old ladies in the compartment chewing their, their beetle nut and, and just being there in that moment. And he looked around and he looked around and he looked outside the train window and he said, by George, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is, I'm going back to tell my wife and daughter. said <laughs> <laughs> <This is> lovely. <laughs> so in finding these areas of creative art and creative expression and, and, it, and its mani- manifestation, as I mentioned, there, there is the, the East with its great wealth and beauty of this creative expression. But one of the things which I notice and um, concerns me a little bit is that within the field of, I would say, the Dharma, the uh, s- field of spirituality emphasizing very much a life of awareness and all that is implied in that, that somehow or other, my sense so far is that that hasn't found a Western expression and that still i notice very, very much that we tend to use in east those of us who have a connection with the, this type of expression of spirituality we tend to refer i feel far too often and frequently to the past we re- we refer to the zen poets we refer to the, 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 the mandalas of the Tibetan tradition. We refer refer to the Thai Buddha images. We we refer to that field of religious or spiritual expression, and I notice many many drawings and um, and quotations still go back. And of course, there's a necessity and and a value and the, and the need to recognise and appreciate the past, but somehow or other it seems to me there isn't yet a familiar Western expression of that. And that's something which is yet to, in, to evolve. And it seems to me that part of the reason of it is that we're neglecting those people here, quite a few of you have a long-time connection with um, these um, practices, we're neglecting the creative, finding ways and means to express our own creativity in a spiritual form. And there needs to be ways and means for you and I to look at how we can make that manifest, rather than looking to the past, ra- rather than um, just familiarizing oneself with the East. And that can take, in, in, in many, many ways, if I just sit here, where, does, where is this from? Where's this from? Where's this from? And yet, somehow or other, there's not the, 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 the new, not, at least to my knowledge here now, new channels which are taking place. And within some of the more contemporary movements which, which are occurring, there are ways and means to explore new, new forms. The peace movement, and there's, a, there's tremendous work take, taking place in that area. Also within this, this area of, of the creative, creative expression, one of the things which is noticeable for us with, with us is too all too easily the concept of it tends to be too limited. Our horizons of what creativity is tends to be confined, what we think, to a particular expression, a specialised expression. And so that at times you and I consider our day, we're being creative. It might be through the movement of yoga. It might be through the drawing, it might be through the writing, it might be through the brush, or whatever it might be. And at times we feel that, and then at other times we feel the opposite, and that there isn't within us that kind of flow. And what, what often happens, and this is a thought which arises many times for us, it comes, uh, arises in our mind, is some thought which is an expression of an intuition that one can be far more creative than what one actually is. And one senses inside of oneself that there is a certain potential which never gets fully actualized. And because it doesn't get fully actualized, our mind moves away from the present and then says, I will. I will take up this form of creative expression. I will take up that form. I will do this. I will, I will do that. And the very, that very thought with the futuristic thinking that goes with it dissipates the energy for creative expression today. And we've all, I'm sure, all of us experience, experience that. So in that respect our attunement more and more to the the here and now situation is the only place and time where it will become manifest where our ho- horizons will broaden This fight this Exploration of what that means means, really, that one of the, the links up for that is in the whole area and field of mindfulness and attentiveness, and what one sees, if I may say, as something of a polarity of vision or perception between the East and the West, is that we have a that we have a thought. Or an idea in the West that to be creative you've also got to be you've got to be a bit schizophrenic. That, that really all real artists, you know, they were neurotic. And since I'm not neurotic, how can I be creative? <laughs> and so one turns one's attention to X, Y, Z, or Z as you say here, of of a number of people and says, Well, look at them. And one And one has the view, therefore, that creativity um, in certain kinds of forms very easily is an expression of some division of energy in one's mind and those are the really creative people. Eastern tradition has tended to look very noticeably different. And one of the strong emphases within that tradition is that creativity comes out of integration and balance of mind. Not out of fragmentation of mind. Not out of divisions within the mind and the pain which can come from that. Certainly it does express itself through that way. But when the mind is very creative, whether it's that care and sensitivity of just walking, whether it's engaging in an action with real care and mindfulness. In that time, there's a certain focus and a certain absorption which is taking place within that period of time which something inside of oneself is flowing through one's body and manifesting into this world. In that, there's a flow. And that connection with that flow through harmonization means that our, the arena of being a creative person can truly expand itself. One of the ways that that can ex- that, well, it another way. There are many ways in which that can expand itself. And it's some kind of mindfulness and awareness that can make that happen. And one of the ways, and this was what was brought up to me um, a couple of days ago, is that I feel that, that sometimes in the, the spiritual life, some areas of creativity tend to get ignored, as I mentioned, or rejected and overlooked. And one of the areas and I think this is understandable because of our reaction perhaps to society and its conditioning, is the whole area of dress and clothes. And so some people I mean, have gone through a period of time, and as many of us in our life say, where dress and appearance, etc., etc., was very important. Then we reacted against that, perhaps because of... Uh, the fashion industry, because our focus of interest changed, and there came about in our relationship to dress um, a blindness to it. And yet there are ways. And my own uh, mate at our home, who loves to scour the jumble sales, and uh, what, do you, what do you call them here? Jumble sales, garage sales. Eh? Garage sales, garage sales. <laughs> um, that. That can be a, a vehicle of expressing something about oneself via one's clothing. And I feel that sometimes that there again there is a rejection too easily of people who are into that. And that's got nothing to do with fashion. That's got, got to do with something about expressing oneself. And and it can be the same another same a similar area in one's life which I experience at at home, whereby when our little um, daughter has, I'm um, um, finally given up and decided that it's time to go to sleep. That one can just have—I mean, and this would be familiar for, for many of you. One can just have a meal at home, you know, make the dinner, sit down and eat, or one can, within that situation, in our case, tidy up the room, put all the uh books and toys and, th- and things uh, away, turn out the light, light a couple of uh, candles, perhaps a stick of incense, put a little bit more care into it, and create a whole atmosphere of communication, affection, sensitivity out of an ordinary experience or daily experience of eating together. And the whole feeling factor and the relationship changes considerably because one person has looked, has come to some awareness and has made some change, which is a communication. And how easily in in our life, those kind of touches in our life reach us. They go right to a place inside of us which brings something out of ourselves, which we want to participate in and share in. That's creativity. That, that those those small gestures which which bring out in life the beauty. And unfortunately, with us, we we get lost and blind to all of that in our life because our habit takes over, because the dullness of mind takes over, because mechanistic thinking takes over, and it obscures that expression. And it seems to me that the spiritual life and a life of awareness is suddenly and gradually such that we begin to discover the extraordinary possibilities that we have. That we ha- what, what, what we can discover inside of ourselves in our life, and what we can actually make manifest. and, ex- and the beautiful thing about that, it hardly sometimes never even, hardly costs anything. And, and, and similarly, I feel that within one's own own home, where one goes into a house, and one of the lovely things and some of us have been somewhat influenced by um, Japanese culture here, that one goes into a home, and instead of going home saying, God, you know, you, you know, if, you, if you put your hand out, you touch something. You know, have you ever been in those homes? <laughs> Usually our mother and fathers have them. And <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> but reaches out, and, and, and there seems to be no sense of space, so there's no the sense of relationship of the form to the space. And sometimes by having very little in life and discreetly placed, the form and space find a relationship and a balance and you go in and you feel you can breathe. You feel a spaciousness within that place and and you see that something is tastefully applied and yet it doesn't have to be a great deal. That is creative awareness and expression. In other other words, in our our relationship to life, the development of our awareness and bringing out of our awareness a sense for the artistic and what that means, means that that can be applied in every arena and area of our life. And certainly here too. As I mentioned, here is the same opportunity when you are walking in the walking meditation and taking those, taking those steps, it can be just mechanical, just doing the rotor, doing the number. Or it can be within that a real sense of oneself and the aliveness inside of oneself to the, the whole expression of one's being engaged in this movement through the environment. And, and, and feeling what that means, exp- really experiencing that connection with the earth, the connection with oneself, and manifesting that from one moment to the next, from one moment to the next, so that there's a real living contact and relationship with life. Similarly, with regard to the walking practice, as with walking, similarly is with regard to to the sitting practice. The the very sitting practice is one whereby that sitting in that silence and stillness itself is creative, it's inwardly creative. And it might be inwardly creative, God, my mind is so creative it doesn't stop. (laughs) But it... And one can't imagine where all these bizarre phenomena of these images and these ideas come from and think, God, what's going on in here? <laughs> well, if one can take a little bit more of a positive p- position, it's quite a, it's quite a show, isn't it? And there's that kind of activity which is going on and it's like one's consciousness is nothing else but a big screen for the latest melodrama. And which would put all these uh, Oscars, which they put out in the shade if it was possible (laughs) to actually get what's going on in our mind onto the the screen. (laughs) So within that activity, that internal activity, which is manifesting, in spite of everything, everything, It's an expression of life as a creative expression. (laughs) And within our deepening our practice and in our studying within ourselves, the forms of that activity begin to change. What manifests, runs through your mind and my mind as our practice deepens, must change correspondingly. And sometimes where there is that uh, wish to express oneself through, let's say here, through the pen, very, or drawing or, or whatever, very easily I would say that what can happen is that uh, one comes into a discovery or comes into a new flow of energy, there's an outflow of that onto the paper, let, let us say. But the energy also can be consumed in that outflow, and rather, if in our practice we are just able to stay with what's happening, deepen our practice, in fact, or in order to come to deeper levels of what creativity is. And to find different and varying expressions of that. And to make our practice, to make our, our days, days here t- together, something of a manifestation of it. One also notices, another area again, one also notices that this the expression of, the, of one's being can also have a very healing factor, be as a healing agent for, for oneself. And I re- referred to um, last week the, the story of a friend, who had been bothered for a, a long period of time by nightmares. And this, it was one of those nightmares which kept on repeating itself in the form of being attacked violently, aggressively subjected to abuse. And she would wake up in the, in the night just full of fear and just sit up, bolt upright in bed, in, in bed with it. And one day after being bothered by this on and off for years, what she did was she, pr- she took a piece of paper, she took a, a pen, and she decided that she was going to draw this face, which she had no knowledge of, no recognition of. She'd probably put this face in front of her. So in other words, there's the backlog of this image embedded inside of her, and she had the feeling it was behind her and she wanted to bring it out in front. And in that drawing of, that, uh, uh, of, of the face, she, was, she had no uh, training or skills as an artist, but in the drawing of that, she f- found that her hands were just trembling and she d- decided to stay with it, to keep that piece of uh, paper with that drawing in front of her. And for a period of time afterwards, her body was shaking because what the image reminded her of. And then it, it finished. And she, f- and she knew inside of herself that, that this fear related to this particular image had exhausted itself. And, he said, and in that moment, when the, in that exhaustion of that, the affection began to flow out of her. She'd felt she'd really emptied out something. The uh, nightmare never came back. And she said, peculiarly enough, the following morning, she, uh, the following day, when she um, got up you know, after this, uh, this drawing, there was a tuft of uh, white hair in her head. And she said to me that it was a small price to pay for, for this uh, nightmare that she had undergone. In other words, there's ways and means, just as a friend of mine has found, just through using colors, that some of the difficulties that she's been having in her life, using outlets, using color, to express on paper what she is experiencing. And again, there comes about a a certain awareness of what is happening. There's an expression of it outwardly, and that helps to bring about more understanding. And so that one is able to use various vehicles in life for self-knowledge, for understanding, and for clarity. All expressions of creativity. All expressions of dharma and creativity. And and as I mentioned earlier in the talk, I feel just rather too easily... We can be forgetful of this, or we may not be so forgetful, but we keep looking outside of ourselves for the examples of creativity. We expect to see it elsewhere. We go and see exhibitions, we go to the concert hall, we we read the the poetry, etc. And it's beautiful, but it's much more beautiful, surely, if it's inspiring. If it's inspiring to bring something out of oneself, then s- that perhaps a, a greater message has actually actually come across to us. And I notice that one of the trends I mentioned earlier in the uh, in the, um, the the peace the peace movement is that some of the old formats are beginning to change. And one of the old formats was, there is the audience, there is the person, and that's, th- that's the mode of relationship. And many expressions of it here is one of them, unfortunately. And, and one of the ways in that it's, that, it's, that it's beginning to change is by people contributing and participating much more. And where there's music, creating one's own music. And, and that brings something else out. And just recently, as a small example of this, is that I was in Australia giving a retreat. At the end of the retreat, we have some uh, music, just making vocal sounds together in one's own way in one, and in one's own rhythm. And one person came and, I mean, out of thoughtfulness and kindness, decided that to play the guitar and what happened was, that the, the group energy, probably 60 of us on that retreat, the focus switched over to the one person. And when that switched over, people went quiet. They looked at him for guidance. He started singing songs, which none of us knew anyway. And, and we were there as an audience. And people said they didn't want it. And, and, f- and what came about much more was the feeling and finding ways for one's own participation. Now, that, I feel that kind of idea and creative idea needs to be established much more rather than you and I looking elsewhere, but people find their own ways and means to do that, as people are, and to make that more a vehicle for one's self-expression in our world. That we don't keep looking outwardly, unless it's going to be inspirational for ourselves. And in that, as I mentioned finally, the are many expre- possibilities for that to open up. And I would say there is one prime, final conclusion, one primary difference between the creative life just for itself and the spiritual life. The creative life is a beautiful manifestation of, of a human being. But the spiritual life is... To lead the creative life, but there is one extra factor that goes with it. The spiritual life is also to... The source of creativity. May all beings live with awareness. May all beings explore ways for creative expression. May all beings discover the source of creativity.